here's this guy who's got a crypto exchange, Bankman, and he's now been burned <laughs> bad, so he is Bankman fried. Uh, second only to George Soros, according to Forbes, in terms of um, midterm uh, elections. But again, uh, where did he put his money? He invested heavily in the politicians that were on the Community Futures Trading Commission and regulatory agencies like that. They, they oversee uh, the CTFC. The CTFC is for commodities what the SEC is for stocks and securities, stocks and bonds. So um, there is right now, as they're rapidly moving to try to regulate in many different ways, crypto, they've added a lot of regulations to crypto exchanges. And I think that that is what this massive increase in the IRS is about. I think that's what they're going to be focusing on that as well as, you know, doing an inventory of uh, what we all own so they can steal it from us. But I think a lot of this is focused on crypto. And so as part of this, there is a competition right now within the federal bureaucracy as to which bureaucracy is going to be able to uh, be the, the, the point man over this. Which, which one is going to be able to bring in crypto into its little fiefdom? And so there's a competition there. And uh, Bankman Fried was trying to, uh, he was donating money to the politicians who oversee the CFTC and hoping and, and pushing with, with uh, uh, lobbying and that type of thing to uh, get crypto under the oversight of the CT, um, the uh, CFTC. Former FTX CEO personally donated to the Senate's Senate committee's chairwoman, uh, Debbie Stabnow, contributing over $20,000 to her victory fund. And it's not just the Democrats. They would even throw a little bit of money to Republicans who were on that committee because that committee was so key. For the most part, he gave money to Democrats. But when it came to the CFTC, he gave money to Republicans as well. Republican Arkansas Senator John Boozman was uh, given $5,800, I'm sorry, $6,000 and $5,800 to um, Republican Montana Senator John Hoven. So others have connected the dots and have concluded that FTX may have been a money laundering operation. Laundering money for Ukraine. He jumped into that very early on. Uh, he also gave $20,000 to the Campaign of Victory Fund of Senator Kirsten Gillibrand of New York, whose father, by the way, worked for the Nexium sex cult and made quite a bit of money doing that as well. Uh, $25,000 per month, in addition to his campaign, this what her father made, um, working for Nexium sex cult in the early 2000s. And so now she's a senator. Imagine that. And we'll talk about the family connections of Sam Bankman Fried here in a moment. But in addition to his campaign contributions to the lawmakers who were overseeing the CFTC, Bankman Fried sought closer relations with the agency itself. So he lobbied them personally because he wanted the CFTC to be the ones regulating. Um, everything going forward. The bill known as the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Act. Just, just think about the hypocrisy here. This is a guy who um, has just stolen massive amounts of money from his co consumer customers, right? Uh, 
he had a back door into this exchange. He wires $10 billion to his girlfriend's company. $2 billion of that has just disappeared into thin air. I have no idea where that is. And so he's hypocritically going around, appearing on Bloomberg, talking about how they can um, set up stable coins, how they can get people to have confidence in crypto and all the rest of this. By the way, um, they're not involved in uh, Bitcoin. It's not, he, that's one currency that he was not involved in. So as um, one analyst said, they don't think that it's going to, other than initially everybody was concerned about it, but now there is no, there's not going to be any dumping of, um, of this stuff, uh, of Bitcoin because of this exchange. On the other hand, <laughs> the Robin Hood people are going to be hanging onto their seats this morning as the stock exchange has just opened because that was where their major assets were. And that's going to be a uh, dump dump there. But anyway, this guy, this, this, uh, con man, this, <laughs> this 29 year old Bernie Madoff, uh, is, uh, it was pushing the Digital Communications Consumer Protection Act, which would grant the CFTC jurisdiction to oversee the spot digital commodity market. And um, he was lavishing money on any politicians who were close to that. As they looked at his books, they found out that although he had $9 billion in liability, he only had $900 million in liquid assets. In other words, <laughs> they were... Uh, they were not solvent, not even close. They only had 10% of what, in terms of cash, uh, what their outstanding liabilities were. Uh, a bit of a joke. Healthy companies typically have assets that exceed their liabilities. Yeah, that's the definition of solvency. But see, his basic business plan was to buy politicians and apparently to uh, launder money for them. Uh, he was, um, as the liquidity issues started coming to a head as some of this stuff was discovered and it created a, essentially a run on his, um, his Ponzi scheme here. He was offering to discount these massive holdings in Robin Hood. As a matter of fact, half of their money was in Robin Hood. So he's got like $900 million. He's got like $475 million of his assets is tied up in the Robin Hood exchange. And so he's offering to sell it at a 20% discount. But as a Zero Hedge article says, but what is remarkable is that the proceeds from the Robinhood stock offering would not have gone into the now bankrupt FTX estate to satisfy claims. Instead, it was going to go into a fund that was personally controlled by Bankman Freed. Let's call him Bankman Fried. I like that better. Uh, so <laughs> he's discounting this stuff heavily. And then just like, you know, they funneled this money off to his girlfriend. He's going to take the proceeds and put them in his personal account. Um, <clears throat> while giving the FTX creditors the finger again, I know somebody that did that recently, <laughs> uh, you know, stuffing stuff into shell corporations that are owned by his relatives. Yeah. What'd you think that's going to get you? <laughs> It's amazing to me that people think they can get away with this stuff. <clears throat> I guess, you know, when you get away with it during your divorce, you can figure you can get away with it during your lawsuit. But anyway, um, that's not going to happen either. Uh, the good news for the rest of the crypto space, that there are no Bitcoin assets listed. That means that the company cannot dump 
Bitcoin in the open market. But it also means that the odds of continued selling pressure are now less than previously speculated, which is far more than one can say for the Robinhood stock, which is facing a world of pain when it opens this morning. We'll talk about what's going on with the Ukraine stuff, but I want you to take a look at this guy, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, or let's call him Bankman-Fried, uh, after the collapse. I think that's his, he's going to have to have a name change. But here he is uh, in a Bloomberg interview not too long ago where the Bloomberg person is just fawning over this genius billionaire. Hi, I'm Joe Weisenthal, and I am here with Sam Bankman-Fried. He is the CEO and founder of the crypto exchange FTX, but he's really got his hands in sort of numerous things, having had an incredible few yeah, years. Yeah, numerous things. He's got the crypto that's world. For sure. So it's a thrill to have him here and get his perspective. Sam, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me as always. You're a user of stable coins. Your exchanges trade stable coins. What are you looking for in terms of like a regulatory regime that makes sense for stable coins? Totally. And this is absolutely front of mind. Um, you know, the presidential working group recently released <laughs> yeah. uh, a memo on it. We've seen, you know, lawmakers, regulators comment on it. We've gotten questions from regulators around the world on it. And, you know, uh, the way I see it, there's sort of, one one sort of like biggest piece of stablecoin regulation, which is missing today, and I think it is going to become really important, uh, which is basically ensuring that, you know, it's backed the way that it says it is. Oh, and, right. uh, you know, I think you could design a sort of registration and transparency-based regime where, you know, basically stablecoin issuers have to give daily attestations to exactly what is backing their stablecoin. Um, there have to be, you know, I don't know, audits every six months or whatever, uh, you know, to confirm that it is in fact what they say it is. Yeah, but you know, they don't have any of that stuff right now, so he's free to do whatever he wants. There's no transparency. There's no attestation to where their assets are. Uh, there's no auditing capability that's there, right? So we're going to have stablecoins, and he's working with governments around the world and with the World Economic Forum as well. He's got his hand in a lot of different pies. <laughs> uh, Sam Bankman-Fried bought into stakeholder capitalism and proved that it is a disastrous ideology, uh, says this article on Zero Hedge. But it's not really, <clears throat> yeah, stakeholder capitalism is not what took him down. Uh, you know, the, this <laughs> you're running a company with only 10% of what your liabilities are. That took him down. And we should take a look at uh, stakeholder capitalism. Stakeholder capitalism, ESG, and all the rest of this stuff. As I said, it's just a fancy name. Uh, it's it's uh, for for crony capitalism, which is a fancy name for corruption. It's old-fashioned political corruption. I mean, go back to look at, at the U.S. Uh, right after world uh, after uh, the Civil War. And what was happening with the railroad companies? What was happening with the bankers? And You've always had this type of corruption. And uh, it's always been used by people who uh, were rising up in the world. They bought politicians and used that. Now they call it stakeholder capitalism. What many in the mainstream are missing is Fried's attachment to the World Economic Forum, they said. Now they list FTX as a corporate partner and a participant which means that the company must meet the globalist organization's standards for stakeholder capitalism, a socialist economic model, which deconstructs Adam Smith and Milton Friedman's free market foundation. 
Milton Friedman argued that the only responsibility of business should be growth and profit. Of course, within the boundaries of the law, unlike uh, Bankman Fried. Uh, with the shareholders in mind. But the World Economic Forum insists that Friedman's uh, philosophy must be abandoned and that the job of wealthy elites and corporations is to use profits as a tool. That's why this is just a, a beard for corrupt pay-to-play. Stakeholder capitalism becomes a way to trick the public into investing their faith in corporate leadership because these companies are no longer simply in it for the money. Oh, yes, they are altruistic, right? Just like this guy. They're not in it for the money. They want to save the world. And they're going to do it with uh, Davos and the World Economic Forum. Because some people pointed out, uh, Biden, he announced on uh, April 25th of 2019, 13 days later, Sam Bankman fried launched FTX. What is interesting is that both of his parents are Stanford professors. Uh, his mom, Stanford professor, co-founder of Mind the Gap, a political fundraising organization. Uh, his brother is a founder of an organization uh, that calls itself Guarding Against Pandemics. Oh, they seem to be right uh, in the center of all these things, right? His aunt is a member of the World Economic Forum, and the head of FTX's policy and regulation was um, Obama's head of the CFTC. So it keeps coming back to the CFTC. So this is this kind of revolving door that we see all the time with big pharmaceutical companies. Now we're going to be seeing it with money, with money. All of these Silicon Valley sages, <laughs> 20-something-year-old sages, uh, these people who are so wise in the ways of science, <laughs> they are all moving into the money space now, right? And of course, that was what made Elon Musk and Peter Thiel so wealthy was PayPal. It appears that um, he was uh, Biden's number two donor. Um, Washington Post reported this last March 3rd that Ukraine was dealing in crypto. Amid the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the CEO of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, has now come forward to help a crypto donation project. He humbly announced, this is the Washington Post. Washington Post says that Sam Bankman-Fried humbly, humbly announced. <laughs> They're already worshiping him like he's Bill Gates or something. He's the new Bill Gates. He humbly announced that FTX would be supporting the Ukrainian Ministry of Finance and other communities in collecting crypto donations for the country. The Ukrainian government <clears throat> has received over $60 million in crypto donations from all over the world. And he's offering to accept donations in crypto and send it to Ukraine. And you can trust Sam. Uh, he would never do something like send billions of dollars to his girlfriend's company in the Bahamas. Send him your donations to Ukraine. <laughs> the Democrats sent tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine and then launder this money back to the Democrat pockets and funds in the U.S. Now, that's the conclusion of Gateway Pundit. Uh, that is a very likely scenario of what happened. There is no proof of that yet, but it certainly looks suspicious. Transfer the military equipment to Ukraine and it disappears. You transfer it 
the money, other people's money, <laughs> to your girlfriend's account in the Bahamas, and it just disappears. We don't know where this stuff is going. Very interesting. Uh, somebody there, though, is, is really partying down big time with all this stuff. Some guy walks around wearing a T-shirt all the time. Here he is playing air guitar using some kind of um, uh, probably shoulder-fired uh, anti-tank thing, doing kind of a music uh, rap video. Yes, it is the Z-Man himself, uh, the thug and warmonger Zelensky. There he is dancing. Yeah? And why wouldn't he dance? Look at all the tens of billions of dollars that he's been able to collect. Yeah, it is just a black hole of corruption. And uh, Zelensky is dancing with the devil. And uh, so is Biden in all of this stuff. common man they created common core to dumb down our children they created common past to track and control us their commons project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future they see the common man as simple unsophisticated ordinary but each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of god that is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. TheDavidKnightShow.com